Solar Spotlight, a special edition of Contractor's Corner from Solar Power World. Hi everybody, I'm Billy Lute, Associate Editor of Solar Power World magazine. Since 1941, Westex has produced flame-resistant and arc-rated fabrics for use in personal protective equipment, or PPE. This material is used in a number of industries, including photovoltaic solar. Today, we're joined by Scott Francis, Technical Sales Manager for Westex, a Millican brand. Scott takes us through the latest and in industry-relevant safety codes that should inform the PPE selection process, as well as the selection process itself. So Scott, thanks for being here. Sure, Billy, my, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Now, can you tell me about some of the basics around NFPA 70E and the arc flash hazard? Well, sure, sure. NFPA 70E is the standard for the arc flash uh, and, and shock protection uh, and provides guidance on how to assess the risk associated with both arc flash and shock hazards and for both AC and DC electrical equipment. And of course, on how to select the appropriate arc flash and shock PPE. Now, regarding the arc flash hazard uh, in, in the solar uh, power industry, both AC, alternating current, and DC, direct current equipment, applies with, of course, the DC arc flash hazards present in the, the PV, the, the photovoltaic cells of the solar equipment before the inverter, and then potential AC arc flash hazard after the inverter. Now, uh, since additive arc flash analysis is for both AC and DC uh, currents are not available, appropriate arc rated PPE needs to be determined based on either DC or AC arc flash analysis, of course, which determines the estimated incident energy in calories per square centimeter, or of course determines the PPE category if the PPE category method, which is of course in NFPA 70 is used. Now, of course, select arc rated clothing and PPE that has an arc rating. Of course, the arc rating is also measured in calories per square centimeter. Select PPE with an arc rating higher than the estimated incident energy listed on the label or PPE with an arc rating that meets the PPE category method requirements. If working in an area that has both AC and DC equipment, where arc rated PPE that protects to the highest estimated incident energy level or the highest PPE category that is listed on the applicable equipment labels. So it's a, a lot there, especially in the, the solar industry where you have AC and DC, uh, but there's definitely methods to, to go about that. According to the NFPA 70E, when and why should risk assessment be reviewed? Well, when, first when, uh, per NFPA 70E, the ARC flash risk assessment should be reviewed every five years or when there has been a change made to the electrical system. This includes checking and updating the accuracy of equipment labels. So the appropriate PP uh, is properly called out on the label. And of course, that's the why, to protect workers, to make sure that the appropriate arc rated arc flash PP is indicated on the equipment label. And again, that is done 
when an accurate incident energy is listed on the label or the appropriate PPE category is listed on the label if they're utilizing that, that method, depending, of course, you know, what method you're using depends on uh, what's going to be shown on the label. And that's the, that's the key thing. Now, since the labels must be updated every five years, that is a great time to verify if the NFPA, that the 70E PPE category method, if it has previously been used, you know, those are the tables, if they can, in fact, still be used with these changes. Uh, with the equipment changes, do the electrical parameters for fault current cycle time and working distance, which are listed in the notes in, in uh, one of the tables there, still meet the criteria for utilizing the tables. Now, in the solar industry, the arc flash assessment method on the photovoltaic cell side, the PV side, or the DC voltage side uh, before the inverter, uses primarily the incident energy method. Since the DC voltages uh, produced in the solar industry usually exceed the voltage parameters listed in the uh, 70E PPE category tables. The calculated results reported on the, as an estimated incident energy at a certain work distance on the equipment label dictates the appropriate arc rated PPE and clothing required. Of course, with the PPE selected, you know, of course, should have arc ratings higher than the listed estimated incident energy. You always want to have arc rated clothing with an arc rating obviously higher than the incident energy listed on that piece of equipment. So as you referenced in previous answers, what are the two methods for selecting PPE with the proper arc rating? Well, as I alluded in the previous answers, there's, there's two methods for determining the appropriate arc flash PPE. One way is to use a series of tables that appear in NFPA 70E. Of course, that you can use those tables if the power system parameters meet uh, the certain requirements listed in the tables. Now, the first table, which is 130.5C, uh, assists in estimating the likelihood of occurrence of an arc flash in AC or DC systems for certain tasks on various equipment types and conditions in a yes or no format. If the column reads no, you, you really don't have a risk. It's unlikely something's gonna happen. You really don't need, need, need PPE. If the answer is yes, under the likelihood of occurrence column for that task and equipment type and condition, an arc flash is likely to occur. It's not that it might occur or could occur, it's likely to occur. So you need to take on additional uh, protective measures, which is usually gonna include the use of PPE. So you move on to determine the PPE, you, you move to a second table. And that table is the arc flash PPE categories uh, table for AC and DC systems, and it can be re re referenced, of course, to determine the arc flash PPE category. Recall, you probably recall there's four PPE categories, categories one through four. On that table, I'll tell you what PPE category corresponds to that particular uh, piece of equipment. And then, of course, also right next to that uh, column that dictates the PPE category, is the arc flash boundary distance for that type of equipment. Of course, if you recall inside that boundary, which is a distance listed in feet and the centimeters, I think as well, but if you're inside that boundary, 
you need to wear PPE. Outside the boundary, you do not need to wear PPE. So it gives you the PPE category. And then finally, the last table, the third table uh, you, you reference is table 130.7 C15C, PPE. That's the name of the table. It's referenced to select the appropriate PPE based on the PPE category. For instance, the PPE category is a PPE category two indicated on that second table. Then that third table tells you that, hey, if it's a PPE category two, you need to have at least an arc rating of your PPE has to be at least eight calories per square centimeter. Now, of course, the second table that I talked about, the arc flash PPE category table, has the listed parameters for both AC and DC systems that dictate if these tables can be used. If, if your parameters don't meet, you can't really use these tables. So if they cannot be utilized, the incident energy analysis, also known as the arc flash study, is performed. Now, in the solar industry, as mentioned before, due to the generation of 1,000 volts DC, the incident energy analysis method is used for the DC before the uh, inverter, of course, since the 1,000 volt DC parameter exceeds the 70E PPE category table maximum voltage parameter of 600 volts. It lists 600 volts in the tables. Well, if you're at 1,000 volts, you can't use the tables. So if I am selecting the PPE for my team, how do I know which of these two methods I should use? Well, as I referenced, there's, there's two methods, two choices. However, the choice on the method may be limited. You know, as I mentioned previously, for the PPE category method to be used, you know, basically the tables, the, you know, the series of three tables in 70E to be used, certain electrical parameter requirements uh, must be met. Uh, if the electrical system parameters, such as available fault current and clearing time maximums are exceeded, or, or the working distance is shorter than the minimum distance, the incident energy method shall be required to be used. All else being equal, selecting PPE based on the incident energy analysis method is more effective at ensuring worker safety as compared to the PPE category method. Now, however, a poorly run analysis could put workers in danger. Only qualified electrical engineers familiar with the power studies and the unique characteristics of PV, photovoltaic power systems, should perform an arc flash hazard risk assessment for solar applications. And how can human performance impact risk assessment procedures? Well, good question. Uh, human performance impacts all preventative and protective measures utilized as part of the hierarchy of risk controls. You look at uh, NFPA 70, the standard on the cover of the standard has the hierarchy of risk controls pyramid it's right there on the cover. And in the, in the standard, it addresses human error as it reads, I quote, the risk assessment procedure shall address the potential for human error and its negative consequences on people, processes, the work environment and equipment, unquote. PPE is one of the controls that is most susceptible to human error. The best hazard assessment with the most accurate arc flash incident energy information on the label does no good if human error, 
which of course is also lack of human performance, takes place. And the PPE, the arc flash clothing PPE is not worn at the appropriate time. Certainly there's various ways of getting uh, workers to buy in to wearing uh, arc flash PPE. You know, obviously comfort is one and I can discuss that later if need be, but, but certainly human performance or lack thereof, human error, also affects the risk assessment method and when to revisit the assessment. Complacency is a safety killer and occur and can, of course, occur in the assessment procedure or the reassessment procedure. The erroneous thinking can be, hey, uh, the process you know, really hasn't changed much. It's, it's a minimal change, so we don't really we really don't really need to visit the revisit the assessment, do we? Well, really, come on, think about it. How long has it been since the assessment has been looked at? I'm sure there's been probably some changes to equipment or the electrical system. So we really need to re-look at that. Complacency, procrastination, lack of knowledge, lack of experience. These are all human precursors, human error precursors that are, of course, listed in NFPA 70 and Annex, Annex Q. So Take a look at that stuff. These error precursors can impact the risk assessment procedure and when to reassess the arc flash hazard. Do the electrical parameters for DC voltage, fault current, clearing times, and working distance still warrant the use of the PPE category method, aka the, the 70E tables? If these parameters are not met, the organization now needs to perform Internally, if they've got the personnel to do that, or they need to contract out with a qualified consultant, an incident energy analysis. Certainly, human performance impacts the risk assessment procedure. So make sure qualified safety personnel and qualified electrical engineers that are called on to perform this arc flash hazard assessment are cognizant of these error precursors and free from these air precursors to better perform the risk assessment or the reassessment procedure at the appropriate called for intervals. Thank you for doing this, Scott. Thank you for being here. Sure, my pleasure. I appreciate the invite. And, and if there's, you know, if I can clarify any questions, uh, have uh, maybe show my contact info and have people reach out to me and I can clarify or explain further. I'm Billy Lou with Solar Power World.